My name is Aaron Rhodes, and you're listening to the Shuttlecock Podcast. We're sponsored by the Vinyl Underground at 7th Heaven, offering new and used vinyl at 76 Intrust in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, this week on the show, we have Max Cheney. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Um, well, yeah, so if anyone does not know Max, Max is in um, a band called Devil's Den, as well as other Kansas City hardcore acts you may know, like Contrast, uh, Spine, and uh, what am, I, am I forgetting anything here? I think that's it. That's it. For right now, yeah. For now. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, know, I usually kind of like to start off getting a good picture of, like, I don't know, what were like some of your first experiences with like music as a kid and like your first like favorite bands and all that type of stuff? Um, my first favorite bands, the bands that really actually got me into music were My Chemical Romance and Green Day. Solid. I was in fifth grade and I got my first CD from my mom for Christmas and it was a Green Day CD. It was a live set that they had played in England I think the Bold in the Bible. Yes, yes. It's like a red classic. Yeah, and it came with like a DVD and stuff. And I was really into that. But I also remember when I would like get up for school in the mornings, my brother would always have like um, MTV on. You know, they would like play like music videos and stuff. And I'm I'm a little too young for for the the music videos. You're you're a fucking liar. Well, okay. (laughs) I'm I'm sure I saw. Wait, can I curse on here? Okay, cool. As much as you can. Okay, perfect. Um, But yeah, it would like they would have music videos up until like 7 a.m. or whatever. And I remember seeing the music video for Helena and, you know, like Gerard Way, like carrying like the casket, like and singing the lyrics to the song and eyeliner and like all that stuff. And I was like, fuck, what is this? This is sick. And it was super catchy. So then I just, like, dove into that. Um, and I think shortly after that, uh, Welcome to the Black Parade had come out, which I think might be their more popular record. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure. I actually, uh, Devil's Den did a weekend, and, like, Alex was playing a lot of My Chemical Romance and stuff in the car, and it was, like, fucking so awesome. So Oh, yeah, and yeah, as you kind of mentioned, Gerard Way, great, great front man. You know? Yeah, like, incredible. Yeah, um, actually, Daniel, who plays in Devils, and he said his dad went to, uh, is it Mikey Way, the bass player? He, like, went to, his dad was at his wedding, which is fucking insane. Oh, yeah, and, no, yeah, and MCR at this point does have a bit of a Kansas City connection because, um, oh, man, I'm blanking on his name, but one of the guys from the Get Up Kids ended up playing tour like keyboard keyboards for them on the tour and oh wow a little bit of like recorded stuff near the end so yeah shout out to my chemical romance the best uh local kansas city uh punk band absolutely i uh, know yeah but uh when when did you kind of start um getting into like heavier kind of metal and hardcore stuff um i don't know like middle school um I remember, so my bridge into, like, alternative music was, like, in seventh grade. 
and my friend, one of my friends who I'd met in a history class had actually brought me a CD that it was like a burned CD with like brand new on it. So that kind of like bridged that gap into that alternative music world. And then from there, he showed me a ton of other stuff and I just kind of like started venturing out on my own. And then, um, yeah, I got into like punk and hardcore as like a teenager. And I don't know, I remember. So for that, I had found that blog spot called Justified Arrogance, Mm. which just essentially has all the like crucial just stuff you need to know about like New York hardcore and just like hardcore in general. So there, that's where I found out about like Agnostic Front and Burn and like Warzone, Youth of Today, just like all the crucial New York hardcore bands. And I kind of like started there. And you know, at first when you hear that stuff for me anyways, cause I was not super into that style of music yet. And I had heard it and I was like, you know, there were like bands before that were like sort of like fringe bands, but they weren't just like straightforward, just like gritty hardcore. And mm-hmm. I had listened to it and I was like, man, this is weird. I specifically remember like thinking youth of today and discharge were bad. Like, legitimately, I was just like, dude, what is this? Which is funny because now they're, like, two of my favorite bands. But I, like, heard it, and I was like, dude, this, the recording sounds like shit. I don't understand, like, what's going on. And then I had downloaded all of it to my iTunes. I was huge on putting music on, like, an iPod and stuff, and I had it all on there. And then, I don't know, I just listened to it more and more and got super, super into it. Mm. So, Oh, yeah, and they're always, like, if you do kind of start with more, like, melodic rock music there definitely is that adjustment period of where like you first hear like a hardcore band and you're like oh this sounds like terrible and like i can't understand the words right and, yeah then like, so yeah there's like that kind of adjustment where you're like oh this like i understand this now like either i don't know like what was there a moment like kind of like where that started to click for you or like were you like reading about some of these bands on that blog and like that's when it started to make sense yeah definitely so like uh i can't remember i think his name is james Mm. uh he runs justified arrogance or ran i don't even know if that blog still happens he has like an instagram and stuff um he calls himself the king of subculture which is literally the fucking corniest thing i've ever heard no disrespect (laughs) but uh yeah he just he would like post like you know like a youth of today record and there would be a huge write-up about it, about the lineup and, like, the era of the band, like, that era of the band and, like, all this stuff. So it was it was super easy access to get into all of it. And, you know, just, like, with the internet, you can literally find out about fucking anything. You don't... It's, like, at the tips of your fingers. You don't have to do much. Mm. Like, so it's, like, anything you want to know is going to be there. But, yeah, it was cool. That was, like, a huge, huge part of me getting into, like, hardcore and, like, I don't know, figuring out, like, what they were, like, talking about, like, the social political aspects and all this stuff. And, like, I grew up in, like, a rural setting, so it was, like, kind of weird. I always felt really weird and about just, like, all the, like, (laughs) just the way people were there and uh, reading about all that stuff and, like, listening to those bands felt right. So I was like, yeah, like, you know, like, I relate to this. And 
as like young people, you know, you're always like searching for some sense of identity and you kind of like just stumble in and out of things. But this just felt like a little bit more than that, you know, mm. so. Okay, and also a bit of uh, like Blogspot in general is like a very like, I don't know, I think it was like a very important part of for a lot of people for of like discovering hardcore and punk music in the like late 2000s early 2010s yeah where like it was still like kind of the mp3 area and you oh could just yeah attach a little like media fire zippy share dude link at the end and like yeah like and and the fact that like all a lot of those blog spots would like have their blog role where they'd link to like all their friends blogs right and, like you know you could piece together a cool like mp3 collection out of just running <laughs> through all those yeah i mean dude that's i still do that exact same thing i don't have like apple music or spotify or anything which you know i feel like it's only a matter matter of time before i transition into that out of convenience but i don't know i love downloading music i just have it all and i put it right on my phone it takes up like over half the storage but i don't know i love going through blogs and you know a lot of that stuff it's like was uploaded in 2013 and someone had reported it so it's like expired so then i go and rip the youtube link and just like download the entire tape as like one whole like audio uh clip and then just like put it on and then you know it's nice because then you want to listen to like the tape or whatever it was all the way through like i don't know for example like scrapyard from chicago their like demo i think it came out in 2010 mm. um love that band so fucking good and the demo is like you know it's a little rough around the edges which is like to me that's nice but uh the vocals were kind of like i feel like they got kind of like lost in the mix and everything sometimes and i recently stumbled upon someone who remixed the entire tape and the only thing that's different is it's way more trebly somehow which is fine uh and the vocals are much more clear uh, and it's so sick, and that's all I've been listening to, which is also, like, when I found it, it was just, like, one song, so it's all just one tape, yeah. uh, like, and it's so fucking good, so I've been, like, re-listening to that, and then, yeah. Did, did Ryan Lowry sing in that band, or is he, he play bass. Play bass? Yeah, yeah. That's a cool band. Big fan of almost all the bands he's done, or, like, been a part of. Mm. No, so. his photography is yeah. just, I love all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and that, that, that band played, I I think they played Outer Space. Like, I think that was out in, like, North KC. It was a weird spot for a few months. Yeah, who's... I was not remember if I was even at that show. It was someone's release show. Um, oh, yeah, that might have been with uh, No Class and No Master. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That was a cool show. Um, oh, yeah, and even, like, another instance of that weird kind of internet audio. Like, I, I don't know if you know the New York band Murderer. So like Dude, love the stages. new LP. I actually yeah. just got around to ordering that last night. That's all I've been listening to. Mm. No, yeah, but and I didn't even know that LP was coming out until like a week before it because I just thought that band was like done forever. They had that one demo tape. Yeah, like which was like four or five years ago. Yeah, and it sounds old. like it was recorded like in a tin can, yeah. which is part of like what made it cool. But I was like, I want it to be a little nicer. And I eventually found like someone like kind of messed with the audio and I right. found a different like set of MP3s for it, but that was yeah. It's kind of a weird thing having to do like as a yeah someone like trying to track all that music down. But that was kind yeah. of another fun part of it, dude. Some of like the roughness though uh, can almost like give more character to the music. I mean, like I guess like 
I a record I wish almost every punk or hardcore record sounded like was Can't Close My Eyes by Youth of Today. It's like to me, it's like perfectly produced. It's like just rough enough, but you can still make out everything that's happening and just like makes the mosh parts sound like 10 times heavier than I feel like they actually are. Cause like, I don't know, it's fucking sick. So I like it a lot. Mm. Oh, yeah. And you mentioned you kind of grew up in like a more rural area. Like what, what, what city, like where are you in? Uh, so it's like 45 minutes north of Kansas City and it's called Excelsior Springs. Okay. Yeah. And it was like a town of like 25,000 people. Um, very weird, small. It, uh, I talked about them earlier listening to my chemical rooms, but Alex like kind of describes it as like a weird mountain town. Uh, it's really cool. I mean, there's like little stuff there, you know, there's like a four diamond hotel, which I also worked at at one point. It's like has the nicest spa in Missouri, which is like really fucking weird, but so yeah, it's, it's cool. The, the Springs, right? Yes, exactly. Which have all been, they're all dried up. <laughs> But no, how how did you first kind of venture? Like, cause was was Dead Ties your first band? Yeah, um, yeah. So like, for, as far for those as those Springs people, or did you come to Kansas? Yeah, City so a couple. There was like a dude from Kansas City. I don't want to say his name because he fucking sucks. And uh, so he was like wanting to start something, and I wanted to play like hardcore music. I think I was. 17 uh and i wanted to like start something that was like a hardcore band so i was like also trying to like show these people who are all older than me i think they were like probably 21 and then this guy who will not be named voldemort we'll call him he wanted to like sing in a band but none of them really had any idea about like hardcore music i mean i wasn't even involved with hardcore music in kansas city i was terrified to come to any shows. I didn't like know anybody, mm. uh, not like a lot of people. So at least within hardcore. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I don't really know. So I was trying to get these guys interested in hardcore music, which didn't really happen. I mean, like, so they had no idea. I just kind of was like working with what I had to like, just play music and it eventually wasn't really working, but at that point in time, Dead Ties had played a couple of hardcore shows, and through that, I had become acquainted with like a couple of people. Like I think Antonio was one of the first people I'd actually met. So let me just say first, I've known Daniel longer than all these people. I've known Daniel for a really long time. He's probably one of my longest friends. Um, but I met Antonio at a show, and it's weird because he came up to me. It was my, the first Spine show I went to, and he was like, hey, uh, have you paid yet? I was like, no. He's like, cool. Well, uh, just follow me up front. And then he like introduced himself to me, asked me what my name was. And then he like asked where I was from, you know, because hardcore is it's a very small circle. So he's like, you know, I haven't seen you around. And I told him where I was from, and he actually lived in the town right next to Excelsior Springs called Kearney mm-hmm. and went to high school there. Um, they're like five minutes from each other. It's so, it's so weird. It's a really small world, but so we kind of connected on that and then we became friends mm. and I just like kept coming around and yeah. So. Okay, and you, yeah. Cause I, I remember, I don't know if 
I either saw Dead Ties once or maybe not at all, but like you guys played some like sandbox and art closet shows. Yeah. That was kind of like the era. Yeah, yeah. And also that's like the band that helped me, besides just starting to come around, helped me meet everyone that I like known now, obviously. And then um, we would like play, I don't know, just whatever shows anyone was like booking. And then um, I met David and David... Um, just from him playing in like sad armor and stuff and like our bands would like play shows together and um he was like hey i'm starting this band with these people do you want to play in it it's gonna sound like this and like i okay so here's this here's a like the weird story so i remember dave came to me he's like hey me and alex tunks and this guy named ian and this guy named austin hill he's like we're we're gonna start this band uh, do you want to play bass in it? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Like, you know, what does it sound like? And I don't remember what he said it sounded like, but he said it was going to be called Miracle of Life at first, which is a cold as life reference. reference. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, for sure. And then we did it. And then one day Alex messaged me on, it might have been Facebook when, this is like right before I deleted it, he messaged me on Facebook and was like, hey, are you coming to this ringworm show tonight? And I was like, no, <laughs> but he was like, cool. Well, and he gave me the lowdown on like how I think it was tongues gave me the lowdown on how like Jacob was moving here to Kansas city and Jacob wanted to play guitar. And like, I don't know, that's how it all just like came about. And then we just did it. But all those people that Dave told me were going to do it actually didn't end up doing it. And it was just me, tongues, Jacob and David. That was Blindside USA, the the band that yeah, came yeah. to be known as. Um, and so was it kind of after Blindside was kind of rolling then that you... There, there were a couple of bands you played in for a short time with Jacob also. Uh, you did Worthless and Reality Abuse. Yeah, so Reality Abuse was one of those guys from the Springs. Mm. He was in it, Daniel was in it, and then that guy named Austin... Hill, who was supposed to be in Blindside originally, I think, or was talked about. He played in it. Um, yeah, that band was very short-lived. I did not typically enjoy... I did not play enjoy playing in that band. Mm. Were, were you into doing Worthless? Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, Worthless. Worthless was not fun <laughs> for me. I We played the first two shows that we had ever played, and I was like, Ooh, I don't know if I'm feeling this, mm. you know, this wasn't, I don't know. I love that style of music, but I don't know, you know, I just didn't really feel like I was getting anything from doing it. Mm. Oh, yeah, and I forgot to ask uh, with Dead Ties, because that was like, that was your first band and you, you did get to tour with that band, right? Yeah, we did like a, a couple weekends here and there and then we did like a West Coast tour, which weirdly enough, I have like, I met people on that West Coast tour that I'm still in touch with mm. and that I still talk to um, like this guy named Alec. Uh, he was in Los Angeles. I met him and he plays in that hardcore band initiate. Mm. Have you heard of them? Uh, I've heard of the name. Yeah. yeah. He plays in that and we've like stayed friends and when spine played in Los Angeles this past summer, I actually met up with him cause initiate had opened the first day of sun and fury. So, we like met up and got coffee and just like caught up and stuff because we're both into a lot of the same things and he's a really cool guy yeah so I stayed in touch with him and like a few other people so 
It's pretty sick. Oh, yeah, I just thought that was cool because, I don't know, I feel like most pe- most people's, like, first hardcore bands, like, probably never get to tour and just right. out of the gate yeah. be out there. Was- that's that's really something I really, really wanted to do. So I was just kind of like, yo, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. And then you, finally. You manifested it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, and, uh, and Blindside, was that the first time you got to put out a uh, vinyl of anything yep. you'd worked on too? yeah. No, yeah. I think that's a good kind of milestone for a lot of bands. Yeah, definitely. That was uh, pretty cool. I mean, at the time, I was like, yeah, that that's cool. I mean, I don't know if it's because I've done it or what, but now I don't actually care that much about vinyl. Honestly, mm-hmm. like, I have a lot of records, but I'm still just like, yeah, it's cool. Like, I don't know. As long as, like, music is being put on some physical format, that's all I really care about. I don't care if it's, like, a tape or a record or mm-hmm. whatever. Oh, yeah, and so now that Blindside's been done for like a year or so, like, where where do you kind of like, I don't know, like, how do you how how do you kind of look back and like reflect on it? Like, what what like stood out to you most about being in that band? Um, honestly, I don't really think about Blindside that much. I mean, it was like cool and it was like really fun while we did it, and I think as a band we did everything that we could have done and that I feel like a hardcore band should do. You know, we put out like demo promo tape, seven inch. Then we did like a, a split with uh, this band called kept in line from Dallas that we did like a tour with. Mm. Um, and then we did like our last five songs that we had written. Um, and yeah, I feel like that that's like a ton of music to put out for a hardcore band, especially, you know, we were a band for like three years and, I think it's always good when bands know when to call it a day, like, and not stick around for too long. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think about Blindside very much. I mean, there's, for me, I guess there's no reason to, like, look back on and reminisce or be nostalgic about that stuff. I just want to think just forward, straightforward. Like, I want to do Devil's Den even better, and then, like, after Devil's Den, you know, you after you've had your feelers out for so long with all these bands, it's like you kind of like get a groove for what to do and what not to do. And like, there's certain things about Blindside that I want to abandon entirely and not carry over into Devil's Den. There's a lot of parts that I do want to carry over into Devil's Den. Not even like sonically, but just I guess like ethically as like a as a band. But yeah, I mean, are there any of those elements that you can think of off the top of your head that? Um, I don't know. I guess just like, like ones I want to bring over, ones I want to leave behind. Yeah, either. I don't know. Like, I guess like, for example, like there were like when we would put out a record, like the timing didn't always work for touring to like promote it and really push it. Um, not saying that the records like did bad because I think they did fine. Uh, I don't really know. I don't keep up with a lot of that stuff, but I don't know, like, for example, like, so, yeah, for Devil's Dance, like, we just put out that tape, and, like, we have, like, a shit ton of touring we're about to do. Like, we just announced that run with Lurk today uh, that we're going to do in March, and then we're going to do a tour in May that'll be, like, probably 16 or 17 days, like, just do, like, a long-ass West Coast tour. And then, like, we have, like, an uh, a run that we're going to do early May, like, three or four days. Like, you know, we're just going to try and push as much as we can before this like next release so people get like a full taste of like what the band is and like what we're doing and kind of like put our name out there a little more so because touring i i mean like i don't really know how much touring matters but 
I think it does to some degree. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. Yeah, I think it definitely is, like, one of the most important things for a... I mean, it it depends what you want to, like, what you want your band to be. But, like, right. if you do want people to know about your band, I think touring is one of the best ways you can do it. Because, like, even, like, even now, like... Like, I remember when I was first going to, like, DIY punk and hardcore shows, like, I didn't really have much of a grasp of what the larger, like, North American, like, punk and hardcore scene was like. I was just learning about a band as they came to town. Right. So, like, because you don't know what, like, labels to look at or what websites to look at and all that. Definitely. So, I think just for all those people who do still, like, just discover bands as they come through their town like that's one of the best ways you can do it yeah absolutely so yeah i mean we're just gonna like push the record and we're still a new band and just kind of like put our name out there and see what all we can do with it you know mm. okay, and so you had the intruder ep that first came out was it last year yeah mm. and um i don't know what what kind of were you happy with the kind of reception it got and i don't know what like were, were you just happy with how the tape came out and everything yeah definitely i mean the only thing i'd maybe change is a little a few things about the artwork but other than that i mean yeah you know like i said i try not to like reflect Mm -hmm. too much on that stuff like i just kind of like i'm like okay the demo's out it sounds like pretty much how i want it to sound like and i think how everyone in devil's den wanted to sound like just like a demo and then then from there, you know, you kind of just like say, hey, okay, well, there's these things I want to take from it and these things I want to leave behind and then just carry over into the next record and don't like think too much about it and just keep moving forward and just keep looking forward, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Right, and you have the new tape out, which is called First Nature Brutalism. And that came out just last month, I think. Um, is it, what is this, January? Or December? Uh, I think it came out in November or October. Well, I don't know. One of the two, yeah, but it's 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 fresh, mm-hmm. new. And um, I was curious, what like is the title in reference to like the architecture style, or is there something else there that inspired the name? Um, so I've actually okay. So first nature brutalism, I guess, just for me, like first nature is a philosophical conundrum in itself. Um, it's always like being debated what first nature is as like humans in life or it's constantly evolving. So it's really hard to like pinpoint exactly what first nature is. But from what I've gathered, you know, first nature is like the set, like the, the set of survival instincts and primal instincts that you are given, uh, which more often than not, a lot of decision-making on that stuff is based off of, um, fear and death and people naturally are opportunists and um, predatory in nature. So I wrote a lot of songs kind of reflecting on those subjects and my interactions with those things with certain people and even things about myself. Um, and I, I just like to try and be as self-aware as possible about those things um, in regards to how I treat people and how people treat me and all this stuff. And, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy to see how those things come out in people and whatever, like the heat of the moment or 
whatever is like happening, no matter like what the subject is or what's going on. Like, so yeah, I just, I wrote about all that stuff and yeah. So that's basically what it's about. So it's like, and like, I mean, yeah, I mean that in itself, first nature is like savagery. It's like, there's a lot of like brutality that like comes with that, whether that be physical or like mental um, primarily mental is what I kind of like wrote about, but yeah. So. so, so you do have kind of an interest in like kind of psychology and yeah. sociology and that type of yeah. stuff. Absolutely. And, um, oh yeah. And just like the, I think even moving from the first EP to the new one, like it is like even a darker, like kind of aesthetic that, the band has kind of taken on right. through like your lyrics and the art and everything. Yeah. So, uh, w- like, your your songwriting, like, did it kind of move from like in into like a specifically darker place between the times you were writing? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, um, I don't know, you know, just like as you get older, like more and more life happens. Um, I don't know. For me, things become much more real in this like physical world and like you become I don't know I'd like to think that you become more self-aware some people actually regress terribly from that as they get older somehow but um yeah I don't know I mean I just yeah it's all about just like it's all just like negative it's all like really bad shit that like goes on and stuff that you know you can't really talk about to anyone or like maybe you have talked about it to a a few a select handful of people but i don't know it's like it's yeah and do you like maybe this will this will be something you come to like further on but like do do you ever worry that like you're gonna like be bumming yourself out like with your work too much yeah like do you like do you have like a like a fun pop thing that like you kind of retreat to at some point or um no no i mean yeah it's all i do worry about that all the time actually like i've i've been thinking about it a lot lately you know like you kind of like look at things in retrospect and you're like damn i'm you look back at all the things that i've or i guess i look back at all the things that i've like written about and stuff and the subject matter and i'm just like fuck like is this actually like good for me? Like I can't really, I mean, at this point in time, I have no idea. Like, yeah, it's, it's terribly, I'm, I'm so torn sometimes. I'm like, this is like fucking bumming me out that this stuff happened. And, you know, I'm writing about this stuff, but at the same time, I think I would like to think, or at least I've convinced myself that it is good for me. And it's more cathartic Mm -hmm. than it is uh, like, Harping on yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like, I don't know, do, do you do you end up enjoying like more like positive hardcore and stuff? Because you know, like you, you've moved past your youth of today. Absolutely moment. not. <laughs> I uh, actually Devils didn't play a show. Uh, I think we were in Milwaukee, and someone was like playing Youth of Today over the like PA and stuff. And I was like, all right, let's let's turn it off. And they turned it off, and I was like, all right. I was like. You thought today is probably the best hardcore band of all time, but I fucking hate positive hardcore music. And then we like started our set. And I do think You Thought Today is probably the best hardcore band of all time, but positive hardcore music fucking sucks. 
Mm. Like if I'm if I'm being totally they, honest, so I don't want it. They I mastered it, and now now it's done. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's actually the best part about it. can't close my eyes by YouTube today. It's a little more pissed off. It's a little more angry. Like you know, there are some positive parts, but not near as corny as whatever Ray Capo evolved into as YouTube today went on. I mean, the lyrics and like shelter and even like the disengaged cassette are like unbearable. You're just like, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> you went totally soft. <laughs> I mean, it, it's all right. Teach mm-hmm. their own. Yeah, so, um, like, I, I was kind of wondering, uh, because, you know, there is the, you left the, how much art can you take quote on uh, the Devil's Den band camp. So, obviously, there is a bit of, like, kind of Boston hardcore influence. Like, I, I hear, yeah. like, a touch of, like, SSD, DYS type stuff. Absolutely. But, what what were some of like kind of the first discussions and like like about the band kind of like and were you consciously pulling from any like types of styles and bands and stuff or yeah for yeah. sure i mean like you know blindside was just breakdown outbursts like stuff like that um with a little like sprinkle of like punk stuff but i think more so in comparison to kind of like how the repos do like that kind of like punk hardcore stuff, kind of like similar to that in some ways. But uh, with this, it was like, you know, like a hardcore punk band with this. I'm trying to like, you know, kind of make it like the other way around, like punk hardcore, like yeah, 80s Boston hardcore, like, you know, negative FX, the FUs, SSD, DYS, like you said, just like all that good stuff. Um, but also with a lot of that like New York hardcore influence, like a lot of YouTube Today stuff. Um, yeah, I actually have a note in my phone that I've kept after uh, First Nature Brutalism came out. I have been keeping a note of all the songs that I'll find that I actually unintentionally ripped off riffs and mosh parts from like all these bands. And yeah, those are like multiple bands that kind of fall into like Youth of Today. Like I said, the FUs is like a huge one. Like there's a riff in one of their songs and I was like, fuck. That is like note for note, the exact same thing. Well, maybe, maybe we can post a playlist of uh, all of those <laughs> songs that you got there. No, Dude. but yeah, like those Boston bands did like very much like they got to like the pissed off, frustrated stuff yeah. first. And so I think that kind of comes through. Yeah, definitely. The Devil's Den stuff. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I also, I wanted to make it like, you can kind of tell in the last blindside tape, the songs are like uh, just a hair bit darker than like the normal blindside stuff um not as like bouncy in some parts um almost seem a little more like serious and not not that we weren't ever serious but you know um and that definitely carried over into devil's thing because when blindside was done i was like dude like me and jacob were like all right let's start a new band and then we talked to dan and alex and they were down to keep doing music and i just wanted it to be faster and more aggressive and definitely darker like Especially if I was going to be singing, it was going to have to be darker. I mean, I don't really know. I'm not going to write positive hardcore music, like, ever. You'll never catch me writing one positive hardcore song, Mm. ever. (laughs) So. Um, No, yeah, and you also handle, like, most of the art for the Devil's Den releases? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, it's like, we all, like, kind of, like, have our say and stuff, but I just, I don't know we'll just come up with an idea and then Alex will execute it. We'll just give him the idea or he'll have an idea and then he'll just figure it out all out on like Photoshop or, 
you know, whatever he's using. And yeah, he's the one that executes all that. Um, so yeah, I did, mean, did you do like the illustration on the first EP on the intruder? Uh, this guy named Nick Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, he's originally from Omaha, but he was in Richmond now. He's the one that he did that for us. Um, and yeah, we just gave him like an idea of like what we wanted it to look like, you know, like the guy looking through the blinds, but we like referenced the abused for our font. Mm. Yeah. One of the, one of the best New York hardcore bands, let me just say. Uh, and we referenced that and then he just, yeah, he, he like crushed it. Mm. I mean, and yeah. did you put together the, the zine that goes along with the first nature of brutalism? Yeah. So yeah, I, I did the zine. Um, I just straight up printed off like, um, like a bunch of like uh, pictures and stuff that I had liked that I have like accumulated over time and just like that I was like very fond of and that I tried to like attach whichever ones I thought were relative to the subject matter to kind of like complement it a little bit. Mm. Um, So yeah, I did that. And then I just like made each page individually and glued like live pictures and like the lyrics and all that stuff and just like put it together. And then, uh, and then I went and scanned it and just made like 50 copies of each one and then just like stapled it all together and stuff. So, yeah. And, um, yeah, and there are like, I know on the first, on Intruder, there's like that Watchmen sample, I think that's yeah. on, but like, I couldn't figure out what, what, like there are a couple like spoken word samples on the new EP. What, where did those come from? Um, so, the um the first one that starts out is from she said destroy and it's about um this guy going to his like professor and his professor's like yelling at him for being like a little shithead in class and stuff and he's just like telling him there's like a lot of dialogue before that specific part but you know he's just like if you're gonna be at this school and stuff like you know you have to be this way and you have to be that way and all this stuff and that's like pretty similar to what the song is about um and the second one was actually a charles manson quote about just like uh the prison system and like how fucked up it is um which isn't exactly what that song that clip is used in is about but it can go like hand in hand like they're like relative to one another so i figured that would go in there. Cause you know, I'm not just going to like use like some like weird sound clip for no reason because it sounds cool. It has to have something to do with like what the song is about or like what's happening. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah. And, um, so yeah, what, what do you think is kind of, uh, next for devil's den? Like, cause so you have these like spring tours coming up that you're doing with, uh, lurk, which where's lurk from? They're from Chicago. Mm. Yeah. It's like a dead Kennedy's worship band. So good. And so you have a couple tours coming up, but yeah, do you think you're working, doing an LP next, or what do you think is going to happen record-wise? Yeah, LP for sure. Mm. Um, Jacob's been gone for like the past few weeks, and me and him usually get together and kind of like come up with like a skeleton of a song, and then we'll like bring it to practice or whatever, but... I've been like writing songs while he's been gone and stuff. So yeah, I think starting next week, I'm just going to start whip, like whipping these songs out of practice and showing everybody. We'll probably write like 14 or 15 songs and then just put it all out. Um, I think we're going to do like an LP, like 
vinyl probably. Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. We have like, yeah. So those tours I said that those are just like what we have for the beginning of the year, but we have like other stuff that are in talks for the rest of the year too. We have a lot of stuff going on that I'm really excited for. So yeah, definitely LP. Awesome. And, um, just recently as like the last spine tour, you're, you're now playing in spine. Yeah. And when did that decision come like right before the tour started or so they had with like the new LP, there's like some like leads and stuff like that. And, you know, like they've never really done the dive bombs and stuff that are in every record live. It's all since they're just like a four piece. Um, so I think with the new LP and like having like leads and stuff, they wanted to kind of execute that stuff live. So they had asked me to fill in and just like play a second guitar um, so I would like do the dive bombs and all that stuff. Um, and then I, we were a few shows into the tour and we were eating at some pizza spot. It was either the lower East side or Brooklyn. I can't remember where we were at, but we were just showing. And then they were just like, Hey, these last few shows have gone really well. Do you want to play in spine? And I was like, yep. Band meeting. Uh, so we brought you here today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No. And, no no better place than the Lower East Side or right. Brooklyn. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, it was it was cool. It's it's weird because Spine is definitely one of my favorite hardcore bands before I was in it. Like mm. Subhuman and like the fucking uh the LP Time Is Gone are like to me untouchable. Both untouchable records. But um but I say that because I was not in the band yeah. before that. But I don't know, super, super into, into spine. And then, so getting to be in that is weird. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Has, have you kind of gained any like insight or like, I don't know, just like have your, has your appreciation or like views of like the band kind of shifted at all since you ended up joining? No, no, I think they stayed about the, about the same, honestly. I mean, I guess just because I was like, obviously playing other music with Antonio and like um, Alex and stuff. I was always up to date on everything that was like going on with them. You know, they would like talk about it like, Oh, you know, we're going to record an LP and like all this stuff. And so, yeah, I've always like pretty much been really close to those guys. And sometimes it doesn't feel like I play in it still, but yeah, it's, um, it's interesting. It's cool. I really enjoy it, though. It's it's great. Great guys. I mean, I just, more than playing the music, I love hanging out with uh, Dylan and John and Antonio and Alex. Like, you get those guys in, like, a car for a few hours. It is the dumbest thing. I feel like I lose brain cells. But, like, in the best way possible. They're yeah. not, not in the drug kind of way. No, no, no. Just in the, yeah, some but, shit. Yeah. <laughs> great guys. But no, yeah, and Spine's doing uh, a big tour coming up also. Yeah, uh, really, really looking forward like to that. West Coast. Yeah, we're going to do like a full West Coast tour. Uh, we're going to start off here playing a show with uh, Crisis Actor, which is like a, a new band from here. I think from when I was listening to it the other day, because they practice right down the hall from Spine and Devilston, it sounds like, to me, it reminds me of like like Catharsis in some ways, minus the dreadlocks. But uh, Who's in that band? I haven't heard about it yet. Uh, Max Van Tilburg, Dakota, he was an Altered Beast. Um, 
Thrasher's in it. Um, I don't know the singer's name. Um, one of the guys from Bummer is okay. in it. Yeah, it, dude, they sound solid. It sounds so good. Like, we'll just, the other day, me and Alex were setting up at practice and we just weren't saying anything. We were just looking at each other, like, nodding, like, damn, this is pretty good, you nice. know? So, yeah, um, Crisis Actor is playing this band called Constraint from Louisville. It's like a straight edge band. And they, they, they had the split with Contrast, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we did a, they did a split with Contrast and then. Uh, Devilston and Spine. There's another band playing. I can't remember who it is. I feel like a dick, but I just, I just saw the flyer today for the first time. Mm. Um, and the tour is going to be like mostly with Regional Justice Center too. Yeah, all Regional Justice Center and this band called Harm Done from Europe. Um, and then the last few dates, uh, Sex Prisoner is on it, which is it's sick. It's like to me a crazy lineup. I mean, Regional Justice Center is one of my favorite hardcore bands right now. So I'm really excited that we get to get to tour with them. That's going to be cool to see them every single night. So, and did that RJC record come out on Iron Lung too? Because I know Sex Prisoner is kind of part of that whole crew. I'm trying to remember. I'm Maybe honestly not, not stylistically. Sure. It does match up really well. Yeah, yeah, that. that'll be a cool. Yeah, I'm not nice. sure who did that. I know Straight and Alert. Am I just been Straight and Alert? I'm not sure. Mm. I just. I have the the tape, but I haven't like looked at it a lot. I just pull it out and play it. So, oh, yeah. And so, what what is up with uh, contrast right now? Is anything happening there? Um, I imagine with spine being on yeah. Bridge Nine, it I'm has kind of upped the. Yeah, yeah. I'm stakes. not really sure what contrast is doing. I guess the best way I would say indefinite hiatus. Um, but we might do stuff. I don't really know. Like, who knows? I don't think anyone has any idea. I think we're just, like, chilling. And I'm just more focused on writing the Devil's Den songs and and then touring with Spine and mm-hmm. doing all that stuff and also touring with Devil's Den. But. Okay. And now uh, the most important question I have for you. Um, will we ever hear again from Primitive Future? Because I love that single that came out, and then nothing um, happened. I hope not. Kansas City's premier <laughs> death metal band. Yeah, no, I, I I do really love. That oh stuff, so yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I honestly I think Tunks wrote that entire song. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I'm sorry if Daniel wrote some of it, but Daniel, you know, he sang and wrote the lyrics. Um, I have no idea. I just recorded the bass. <laughs> I mean, that's literally it. Um, I have no idea. I mean... Okay, so, you know, I'll hear, I'll hear back from you. Next time you come on, Primitive Future will have an LP. It'll be going oh on tour. God. It'll be great. <laughs> Thank you very much. No. I, yeah, I mean, who who knows, honestly? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think Primitive Future is anything. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's ultimately up to Tunks and Alex, but, I mean... Creatively, I think I feel pretty fulfilled by Spine and Devil's okay. Den. So, um, but yeah, where can people hear Devil's Den and get all the info on like the tours and everything you've got? Um, our music is on streaming services. Uh, well, the new tape is. Um, it's on our Bandcamp. I think it's Devil's Den KC Um. Or you can email me at 
bloodpromise22 at gmail.com, and I will send you the MP3s personally. Awesome. Uh, should should people follow anything? Anyone, should they follow you on Instagram or any? Um, do you have any bands on social media? I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, basically, I only use... I only really post my music stuff on my Instagram. I mean, Instagram is all that I have. But, I mean, if you care to keep up with, like, Devil's Den stuff, you can follow me there. It's at body to body, job to job. Awesome. Uh, So, yeah, and people can follow at Shuttlecock Mag on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, Check out the web store at shuttlecockmag.bigcartel.com. You can get T-shirts, the new photo zine, buttons um and look out for we have a few shows booked in march with uh some touring bands coming to kansas city so check the facebook page for those and am i forgetting anything oh yeah and just uh, visit shuttlecockmusic.com for all the articles and everything and yeah i appreciate you being on the show today max yeah thank you it was awesome hell yeah